Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, the following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go! Let's go is right. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast presented by Belly Up Media. I'm your host, Chet. We got Tyler and Jacob tonight. We were shorthanded last week. We're shorthanded tonight. How are y'all doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Jacob, we're rocking the Under Armour shirts together. And Tyler's out here with his Swole Patrol for Life GNC <laughs> shirt. So try to try, try to get big in these winter months. Stay warm. I'm freezing. Yeah. It's 27 degrees where I'm at. It's been 27 yeah, well, all day. See, you went west. And not only west, you went north. So I, I looked at the weather today and I saw that it was a little cold where you were. So... I, yeah, uh, I think I'll keep my 70 degree weather over here, muggy. And it was 80 here. Yeah, it, it was. And it's foggy right now. So, yeah, at eight o'clock at night. So it makes a lot of sense. We have a winter storm warning going on and it, it has a name. Let me find the name for it. Yeah, they started it's, naming winter storms. It's like, it's a, a, scramble it's like a hurricane. Storm. It's uh, <laughs> a. I don't course, know. You I might can, be blowing I, that out of the water a little bit. Of course, I said it has a name, and now I can't find the name. Uh, I saw the news this morning. What the heck? I'm not. I'm not in Denver. Where's the name of the storm? Well, we're we're just gonna call it super cold storm because it's freezing outside. I had to take my trash can to the street uh, tonight, and I walked out, and my gate was frozen solid. It was frozen shut, and I, so I had to take a hammer and I had to pick away at the ice until I could open the gate and pull my trash can out. And then the wheels were frozen, so they wouldn't roll. So I just dragged it through the yard to the front. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been quite quite a trip. Um, but yeah, we're recording this on Monday night. Wade wasn't able to join us. We wanted to to watch the uh, playoff games. Sadly, our boy Joe Burrow couldn't get it done. Bengals couldn't get it done. Had some help from the refs, but uh, the Chiefs and the Phillies, or not the Phillies, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Um, We'll get into that in a little bit, but the uh, the we had a sports scramble special the parlay, the parlay to win all the parlays. We were we were ready, we were feeling great. We needed Travis Kelsey to or not uh, George Kittle to get four catches was three right before we put it in, and it shifted to four. We need the Eagles to win the cover, which they did, but our boy, the, the parlay was over before it started. Kittle only getting three catches had. Four tar- or five targets, and he mi- he dropped two of the balls. And I was like, "Come on, man, you're killing us!" So I mean, w- w- let's just jump right into the into the playoff talk. What was y'all's what y'all's reaction to last night's games? Um, I, I mean, we can't pick a sports parlay. Jacob, yours ruined. Ours was ruined. It was terrible. So, what are your thoughts, Tyler? 
Yeah, it was very unfortunate circumstances. Uh, we just didn't know what was going to happen, especially with Brock Purdy uh, being injured. And now that he's going to be out for the majority of the offseason, it's pretty much like a Tommy John surgery. Uh, so he Completely won't be ready. Completely torn ulnar nerve is what they ended up yep. saying. It was a UCL injury, uh, and they had to go to Josh Johnson, and he got hurt as well. And they were like, screw it. Let's just bring in Brock Purdy. We'll just They just ran a bunch of jet sweeps. All they did was run the ball. They hardly ever threw it. The only time that they threw it was the George Kittle and that two times and we were sweating out that pick uh, but that was just uh, some hard circumstances that San Francisco uh, had to go to I think that their defense uh, played okay it didn't really play that I was expecting I mean Philadelphia got out to a 21 to 7 lead uh, early uh, I mean San Francisco their only touchdown was Christian McCaffrey that 23 yard run uh, but that one play uh, to really start off Philadelphia on the day, Devontae Smith, that one-handed grab that he made on that fourth and three, I, I believe that really set the tone for the Philadelphia offense. And then we saw Miles Sanders get two early touchdowns. Boston Scott uh, got a touchdown to put them up 21-7. to And after that, it was all Philadelphia. So fly, Eagles fly all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's talk about that catch for a second. I don't think it was a catch. Do y'all did y'all? I mean, I know they they didn't review it. They just rushed up there, ran the next play. After they showed the replay, that ball was moving a little bit when he hit the ground. So I mean, do y'all think do y'all agree that that was a catch? I think well, it was. I I don't know. I, I've stopped questioning like what happens yeah. on the field. The now. NFL doesn't know what it catches. Let's let's from the past well, years that nobody does. Knows Brian. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those situations where it's like you have six officials on the field at one time and yeah. it's they they can't make a decision. And that's my problem with the NFL. Uh, it takes six people to make a decision and they can't even do it because uh, you got four officials on the field. So the other two come into play that are standing on the sideline. There's uh, an official on both sidelines that doesn't. He's like got a jacket on. He doesn't. He's not wearing you know stripes. But uh, you know, it, it just it baffles me that some of these calls. I mean, I'll give him a little bit of credit. I can't give him a lot of credit, but the little, you can never get the officials credit. Don't do it. Little ounce of credit that I'll give them is that they're faster if they need to change the ruling on the field. Um, you know, as far as just earpieces go, they have in, they're able to say from the booth, Hey, that's, you know, not a catch. It hit the ground. It's not, Ooh, let's go to replay review and spend 20 minutes looking at it while we get a, you know, whopper, whopper, you know, junior from... whopper. Don't... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> Look at that. you can see the TikTok we put out. Yeah. yeah so it's, uh, one of those moments. I, I think they've gotten a little better at pace. But uh, some bad calls, I mean, in both games. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I saw an interesting graphic on the 49ers. Read it here. Uh, starting back in 2011, lost NFC Championship game. 2012, lost the NFL title game. 2013, lost the NFC Championship game. And then skip a bunch of years. 2019, lost the Super Bowl. 2021, lost the NFC Championship. 2022, lost NFC Championship. What do you think has to happen for the 49ers to get over that hump? I think this was probably their best chance, you know, if they had a quarterback. My opinion, they should have put Christian McCaffrey in 
and not Brock Purdy. Because at least, yeah, they're going to, majority of the players are going to be run plays, but you can at least throw the ball five, 10 yards. You saw him hurl it 40, 40 yards down the field, even though nobody was anywhere near him. But he at least gave you some sort of shot to, to like advance because all he had, Eagles had to do was stack the box and expect a run. So, I mean, I mean, well, I should teams if, travel with five quarterbacks now? No, I, I think if, you know, you said McCaffrey, I think if there's any question in San Francisco's mind what to do in that situation, I probably would have put Debo Samuel in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody, knowing he can throw the football and can also run the Wildcat, um, it gives a different look to, to Philly. Not that it would have made a whole heck of a lot of difference at that point in the game, but I mean, <clears throat> it's one of those situations where you know, nobody plans for that. No, right. no team ever plans to see four quarterbacks go down throughout the season. And, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, the, the 49ers have, you know, people have this questions, you know, who are the top tier teams in the NFL? Um, I would put the 49ers in a top tier in the NFL. I think they're up there with yeah, they're you know, in the a couple upper of other teams. I, I just think that the problem is, is when they match up against somebody else that's also uh, in that same category as they are, it makes it very different. I mean, it, they, they're blowing out teams that you would expect them to keep it close with. San Francisco is a really good team. They're, they're a lot better than, than they look on paper. And, and it kind of reminds me of kind of like the Patriot days, like early 2000s days. They weren't high-powered offense. Uh, You know, it's defensive-minded, get after it. I mean, I think that as far as uh, linebacker core goes and defensive line, I think San Francisco has everything that they need. Uh, Offensively, you know, Debo's there. Uh, You've got Ayuk there. Do you have – plenty of weapons there now that you got McCaffrey too I yeah. mean you have everything you need in order to win a championship and you know if Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy or Brock Purdy is you know healthy throughout this game in that situation uh, we very well could be talking about a completely different story yeah I mean I understand that like yeah you're on your third string quarterback you got your backup but I feel like they should have brought maybe a third string to their third string, you know, because <laughs> you never know. You should at least have, like, I guess three able quarterbacks on the sideline. Um, And I don't think Purdy coming back out there, yeah, they were down by a lot at that point, but, like, he doesn't give you the best opportunity to make some sort of miraculous comeback. I mean, the dude can't throw the ball at all. Like, put in, put in Debo or CMC. Just run some slants routes, some out routes, like just easy stuff. Keep it basic and try to advance the ball down the field and wear the defense out. And frankly, give your defense a break because for a while they were hanging in there. I mean, it was 7-7 almost till halftime. Um, and then all of a sudden it just started pouring on. So like, Well, that think- Josh Johnson fumble killed them. Yeah. They killed all the momentum that they had. They could have gone into the locker room break only down by seven and then they got that Boston Scott touchdown. That was all that she wrote. That's all that you know, really Philadelphia needed. I mean, they could have thrown out Gardner Minshew and still won the game in the second half. Yeah. You know, well, their defense thought, was just gassed. I mean, they were on the field all the time. They're on the field is, way too many times. Like you mentioned, they pretty much weighed the white flag of bringing in Brock Purdy. I mean, yeah. the man couldn't even throw. 
I mean, at that point, I mean, I saw that Kyle Juszczyk was the emergency yeah. quarterback. I mean, put somebody in who can actually throw the ball down the field. That way you can give at least your defense some time off the field. But, I mean, it was just – honestly, it was an easy victory for Philadelphia considering the circumstances. They had no I, trouble in that game. I, my question is, is – this might sound crazy, but how healthy was Trey Lance before? I mean, is Trey Lance uh, – I'm – well, I've and Jimmy G was. Able, I heard he was smiling on the sidelines. So what was happening? You know, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, y'all made the like, wrong decision." It's just. Do you one of those think words. they they asked one of them to suit up during half, and they both said, "Hell no, bro. We down 14, 21. I, I, especially Jimmy G. I mean, you've been treated like crap over there in San Francisco. Yeah. I'm not you saw him grinning ear ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was enjoying what was happening. I mean, he, I'm, he's gone though. He's going to be on another team. I wonder because there was rumors Jimmy G maybe would be available for this game. Like, if that's the rumor, if you're coming in the sideline, you're saying, "Bro, suit up." Which I don't know if you if you designate somebody as out pregame, you probably can't change their status in the middle of the game. No, you can't. Um, no, but if they didn't, if he wasn't, I'm saying, "Look, man, we'll cut you a check right now. You put your pads on, you go out there, and when you win, it's a damn football game, and then we'll we'll." let you go wherever you want. You can come back to San Francisco or you can go play for whoever you want. Um, but I mean, speaking of the quarterback situation, I got a, I got a nice rumor for y'all. Juicy rumor. This is like sixth grade gossip middle school right here. We got an NFL Ooh. executive, non 49ers associated said the chatter is that th- there's a chance they'll trade Trey Lance to the Tennessee Titans and they'll end up with Tom Brady to play his final year for his hometown team. And then they'll have Brock Purdy as the backup during that time to let him learn and he'll take over after Tom's done. What are your thoughts on that? Man, I, I mean, Speechless. it's definitely not – Speechless. Definitely not, I mean, it's definitely not crazy to see Tom Brady head over to San Francisco. I mean, they have their weapons there. You have Debo, you have Brendan Ayuk, you have Christian McCaffrey. So, you pretty much have every playmaker, and you got a pretty dang good defense as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's not it, – they're already a super caliber team. Um, for the Tennessee Titans, like, I mean, Trey Lance wouldn't be as better as having what you have already with Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill. So that would pretty much be really a non-existent trade. So I don't really see that trade happening. That really wouldn't do anything for the Tennessee Titans. That would do really more for the San Francisco 49ers, even with a 45-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, But the 49ers have always been a wackadoodle quarterback. Like I said last show, they can go from one quarterback saying like, oh, we're going to go with Trey Lance this year. And then this year they're going to go with Brock Purdy. So who knows what's going to happen next year? It could be some, you know, rookie quarterback come out of nowhere and be their starting quarterback next year. So you just never know with the San Francisco team. I'm more interested to see where Aaron Rodgers and what he does. Uh, I'm I'm definitely hearing uh, some rumors that uh, it's more than likely that the Packers are going to trade him. And yet the Jets are definitely a, really a big factor since Nathaniel Hackett uh, got hired to the offense mm-hmm. coordinator position. Yeah, I don't see any value in trading Trey Lance to the Titans if I'm the Titans, no. but maybe they can ship him off somewhere else. And if the 49ers get a chance to get Tom Brady, that's a like Super Bowl winner in my eyes. You got yeah. the guy with the experience. You have a Super Bowl caliber team. And if he comes out since his last year, that's like a ride off into the sunset. Go to the Super Bowl, probably win the Super yeah, Bowl. Win the Super Bowl, and yeah, bye bye. And he's done. So, you know, I, I'm curious to see how the West shapes 
you know, during the off season, a lot of interesting moves, you know, and, and I think uh, like today, you know, you heard the rumor that uh, Kellen Moore, you know, would kind of be taking over uh, as the Chargers offensive coordinator, which is very interesting, you know, knowing where they're at, their lack of offense that they had this year. Um, that's going to be an interesting move. I think the Chargers would be a team to look out for. Uh, that's if Justin Herbert can, you know, put together a decent season. Um, and their and their defense was terrible this year. It just didn't make any sense with the guys that they had for their defense to be as bad as it was. Um, I think they're a team to look out for. The Rams just seem like they're in a downhill spiral. What do you uh, think Matthew Stafford returns as the quarterback next year to the Rams? No, no, I, I don't think so. Um, Who do you think um, they go with? Um, call me crazy, but I think they stick with Baker Mayfield. I, I um, the Bake Show out I, in L.A. It's just one of those things. I don't know if Matthew Stafford is gonna play much longer in the league. To be honest with you, well, I mean, with uh, his injuries and his, uh, yeah, it's. In my opinion, like, after you won the Super Bowl, he should have just called quits. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a big Stafford fan, and you know mm-hmm. of what he's done on and off the field. I think you know him staying very long in Detroit. You know he earned a lot of loyalty from that fan base, mm-hmm. but you know he wanted to move on, which uh, you know we all understand. It was kind of. Uh, it, it was time. I mean, and of course he's a lot younger than Brady, so it didn't look bad, you know, going to like Brady going to Tampa, but it's, right. uh, you know, winning a Super Bowl there, like Tyler said, you know, in LA, I think it was probably time after that. Stafford's not old, but he gets beat up and he's had a lot, a lot of injuries uh, in the NFL and be, you know, grateful probably as for where he's at, you know, at this point in his career. So I could see Stafford hanging it up if he's not a starting quarterback somewhere. Um, I don't see the Rams moving him. It's probably going to be a quarterback battle with Stafford and in Mayfield, which is crazy. I don't think anybody ever thought that was going to happen. Um, My biggest question mark in the league period. The end is the Seattle Seahawks. I, (laughs) have i can't wrap my head around it It is is, uh geno smith isn't he done didn't he sign a one-year contract and he's just kind of riding off into the sunset i so i don't think he's thought i heard that a few months ago that he was just like done i don't think he's re-signed which you know raises a lot of question marks for me because the person right behind him would be Drew Locke. well we've seen what Drew Locke can do in the nfl he can rap it's not very much yeah yeah, put him on so, a sideline for halftime entertainment. Yeah, so you can keep him out there in his pads for to uh, back up Rihanna. But yeah, <laughs> for it, the it's... Super Bowl, throw him out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just, I, I that's about it when it comes to Drew Locke. But uh, no hate on the guy. I mean, I met Drew Locke, and he's, he's you a, and Drew Locke cool... boys. Are we gonna have he's him on a, the podcast? He's a cool dude. Like, like he, he does seems seem like, like a guy... very cool dude. Like the hey, guy in high reach school out, that's like really a, popular with like everybody. It's one of those. Yeah, sure. Might yeah, have to. All right. We'll slide in his DMs. Drew Locke, if you're listening, you know, we're very popular in Singapore. I don't know if you like you know, Singapore people. I don't What do you call people from Singapore? Singapore is in China. 
Yeah, but I'm sure they have their own name. <laughs> like, like, what, like what? Where are like, we going with this? Like, like Singa- Singaporean? We, we took see. a complete turn. Yeah. Hold on, we'll get into like, NFL it's talk. It's not like states. Like, it's not like... Oh, people from Singapore. Oh, my Singaporeans. God. It, yeah. Singaporeans. Yeah. Singaporeans. That's, that's, according to Google, it's Singaporeans. Huh. That's weird. About 76% of the Singaporean population is ethnically Chinese. Thank you. Making it the only majority Chinese country outside of China. Singapore's not in China. It's a country. Singapore you said it, you is said it was part a... of the Chinese. No. It says Singapore is the only majority Chinese country outside of China, Taiwan, and the cities of Hong Kong. Hold on, hold on. We're taking a turn here. Oh, my where is God. Singapore? All right, get back so, to sports. Well, well, Chet's <laughs> on his geography run here. Southeast um, Asia, it's its own country. You know, it's not China. Okay, it, it's a sports it's scramble. We don't always talk see, about sports. You know, Kenneth Walker be the number one running back in Seattle um, is an interesting spot there. I just feel that. There's a lot of opportunity for that team to grow. I'm surprised they made it as far as they did, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people would say that, you know, giving grades for teams at the end of the year, Seattle was an interesting team. Hey. Um, it, yeah. It's just, you know, they did the best that they could with what they had. And Geno Smith played the best season of his career. So I, I could see Geno returning. I just don't think anybody else can fill that role. I don't, I don't see anybody on the available list of quarterbacks out there to say, hey, that guy has a potential in Seattle. Like, I don't think anybody talks about that. Well, so they may just my test, biggest tip. test their hand in the draft and kind of see what Geno does, you know. Um, one thing we did learn from the early game Sunday was you can't be vandalizing the Rocky statue in Philly. Every team that they've played has hung their own jersey on that statue, and they've just gotten wiped away. So take it. Chiefs fans, don't be flying to Philly and putting a Mahomes jersey on the Rocky statue. Yeah, it'll well, they're coming out with a Rocky 7. Are they really? Yeah. How? He's I in don't, Creed don't now. Ask, don't ask me. I, I don't know. But all I heard was that they're going to come out with a Rocky 7. They're going to keep going until this man's fighting with a wheelchair. He, he's he in might Creed. as well be fighting in a wheelchair at this point. <laughs> he coaches Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Creed's on what? Creed 3? Didn't that just come out? Or isn't it coming out? Creed movies are awesome. They're like... They're they're something else. That's Um, a boxing junkie. Yeah. Dude. That that is like a... I I remember I went and watched it. Shout out Cameron. C-Money AZ on Twitch. We went and watched the first one together. Uh, Back... I mean, like, we were both in college still. And, uh, dude, I came out of there shadow boxing, like ready to rock and roll you know uh, but you don't see me running up the hill that's that's for sure uh let's talk about chiefs and Bengals. fletch since, since tyler kind of broke down the eagles game what, what were your thoughts on the chiefs Bengals? you had a major parlay that yeah, didn't go your way i had a major parlay between both games so everything in the philly and niners game went my way because i didn't pick money line i didn't pick any of that for that game um now, I felt a little more confident in the AFC game only because I didn't know. Of course, everybody wanted to know the status of Patrick Mahomes. 
um, which I'll get to that in a minute because I have an absolute gripe with Tony Romo. But so I, the I, man, hold on, real quick on Tony Romo. What did he go from the best analyst in the in the booth to now he's screaming through your speakers? Like you got to turn him down when he starts talking. When he gets excited, the man they got to like mute his mic because the dude is screaming. Tony Romo's gonna have to buy me a new TV. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> like, like it's yeah. He hasn't been bad. there. He hasn't been so far in the playoffs. That's why he's always excited. There we go, Tyler. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Romo hate. But you know, going to the game, uh, my biggest problem with Cincinnati was there was not enough pressure on Patrick Mahomes. There just wasn't, and I don't know if that's a credit to Casey's offensive line. Or Cincinnati just could never dial up pressure. I mean, if you get Mahomes in pressure, he can't run. I mean, we saw that very clearly. I mean, um, it, it was just that was the biggest problem. And then my other problem was Cincinnati's secondary. There were so many holes Eli in the Apple defense. Talking to you, that it was just like, why is Kittle or, or sorry, Cabo. why is Kelsey? Why is Travis Kelsey that wide open? Yeah. It's just one of those things where yeah. I don't know. They understand. were playing with their four string wide receivers. Just double sure. Kelsey. They had three don't put Eli receivers. Apple near him. Don't put him anywhere near Kelsey. Well, Kelsey wasn't even healthy. So basically, he just toast in this week. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, neither team really ran the ball well. Uh, no. I, I just think that it was an all out quarterback battle at that point. And both actually looked pretty bad. I mean, both quarterbacks didn't play very well um, under the circumstances. It's hard to play in that weather. But uh, I'd almost rather be playing in snow than cold, wet, like rain. It's just hard. I mean, the ground's like cement. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my thing. Just too many opportunities for Kansas City. And, you know, in the end, they ended up winning the game. But, you know, as far as the second half goes, officiating wise a lot of problems um you know one like calls that were bad and then it was just blown calls mm-hmm. uh there was just it was a mixture of both i mean it was well i didn't call it there so let me call it here yeah kind of thing and to make up for the fact that i didn't call it back there you know last drive the but, re the redo on third down yeah, the redo on third down because an official wasn't ready. I, that just didn't make any sense to me. I was I was a little. You can blow the play dead, like sure. You can run out there and start acting a fool, and but another the thing about it was the official. You. The official came back on the field and didn't make it known that they wanted to redo the play. I mean, he came back on the field as Mahomes is in the backfield, you know, and yeah, I'm like, okay, so what's the problem here, <laughs> like? I mean, they could was stop the play. nobody even ran down that side of the field? Anyways, it's not like the ball was thrown to that side of the field, mm-hmm. uh, and there was no official there. It was just he would just had just come back onto the field, and the ball wasn't even thrown in that direction. It had nothing to do with that official, and that would have had no impact on the play. Uh, but you know, Kansas City ended up extending the drive. I mean, nothing came out of that drive. But it burns still, clock, still they burn know? clock. Yeah, I mean, you know, you basically burn another couple minutes off the clock. Worst, and worst field position for the Bengals because they then they sure. they sacked them to play after. <clears throat> so I I don't totally remember. Well, they but... took the holding penalty and they backed them up inside the ten yard line. Yeah, you know, 
and they got to go down the field. They basically go down the field, and then Burrow throws a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. Which, that's another thing. That's Burrow, a very unfortunate interception there. Yeah, yeah. Burrow forced a lot of stuff into double coverage. I mean, yeah. he got lucky with the Jamar Chase deep pass. Um, but you know, and the Higgins that's that two, was just yeah, a crazy yeah, with catch. The Higgins. And you know, but there was a pass to Tyler Boyd and another one to T Higgins. I mean, both of them were terrible decisions by Burrow to throw the ball there. Uh, you know, knowing what you have out there, I mean, you have great receivers out there. And I mean, Kansas City had three starters in the secondary that were rookies, mm. and you made them look like vets out there. That was just my problem with with Cincinnati. Um, and getting to Tony Romo, I. I my problem with Tony Romo is that this is football, Tony Romo. We're playing football. See, the ball is not round. It, it is it is shaped kind of – I don't have an immediate football right here. They're way up there. But it, it is not round. So it is you referencing, like a you, yeah, you referencing Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson throughout the telecast – Nobody cares because most people that are probably watching the, that he kept going back to the flu game. I was like, dude, he's got a high ankle sprain, like, and he's I'm, clearly fine. Yeah, uh, like Matthew Stafford threw a game-winning touchdown when he played in Detroit with a separated. Hey, Brock shoulder. Purdy's out there throwing like, two-yard passes <laughs> yeah. with a torn older nerve. Yeah. He I'm threw like, two of them. It's one of those where it was it was so blowing out of the water, and I'm like, seriously, this oh, guy. That was, that was the narrative. If, it was. If NFL commentary doesn't work out for him, you know, later on in the future when he gets to Jim Nance's age, mm-hmm. um, it, I think that he has a future. If Jesse Palmer decides to fold up on The Bachelor, he definitely could be the dramatic host of The Bachelor in the future uh, because maybe maybe he'll get farther because he'll make it to the final rose ceremony in The Bachelor because he's never made it to the Super Bowl. So he'll make it a little <laughs> bit farther doing that. <laughs> Romo to the Bachelor. Let him host the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. He's gonna get who traded. Needs, who needs uh what was his name that got canceled? Um the Chris the original host. Shoot. Was Chris, it uh was it Chris? Chris Harrison. Yeah, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Yeah, Chris Harrison. Yep. Yeah, I mean Tyler and I should know that. We did we didn't spend three semesters of college watching the Bachelor and Bachelorette <laughs> religiously. We were in we were in a bachelor bachelor fantasy league okay let's we, go we would we would pick girls each week and you would get points based on if someone cried if someone cussed somebody out if someone got a rose or kissed somebody the, yeah know. the first the first the first uh, rose, rose was the like 25 points yeah if, if you pick and the, the girl, final rose was like you win <laughs> yeah if you pick the girl at the beginning of the season who got the first rose of the out of the whole thing you got like 200 points Total, and it, it wasn't a week to week thing. It just occurred over the over the uh, season. So I mean, there uh, we put money on it. Wade, Tyler, and I, my wife, Wade's fiance, uh, Liz, Mallory, Chu, all of them. We, we were like eight of us were in a league. We were in a fantasy league for The Bachelor, and it was some intense stuff, man. I had to stop watching it because I was like, this is so scripted. I mean, they got it's just like the NFL script writers in The Bachelor, script writers in the NFL with all the the penalties they they oh. wanted gold boy patrick mahomes to get back to the super bowl because i mean think about it. everybody loves joe burrow but he's like the villain in the nfl he's too young you to know the name of the stadium that they're playing in right too 
State Farm play. Stadium. Oh my gosh. This is this is a State Farm dream. I bet you State Farm paid so much money to get Patrick Mahomes to the to the stadium to get his Patrick Price. This 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 is too good to be true. Uh, this is this is script writer right here. So, you know, speaking of script writing, you know, my instant thought was, you know, if Tony Romo for the bachelor, you know, like dramatic moments like when it's really quiet and something like or something and tony romo just he'll just scream screaming (laughs) he'll just start screaming with his cbs jacket on like it's it's like bro really it's i saw somebody tweet it was like tony chill i'm right here i can hear you because he gets so excited jim nance if he doesn't have hearing problems now he will yeah. Uh, in the future because it is so bad like they're gonna have to put plexiglass like you know like when like somebody has the drums at an outdoor concert they have to mm-hmm. put the plexiglass around them or whatever they're gonna have to do that with tony roman they're gonna put him in a box just put him in a plexiglass like box it's gonna yeah. be like the covid when they were announcing they had to screen him between them. <laughs> they're gonna yeah. do that just for tony romo um but i mean i've seen some wild conspiracy theories on the refs sucking these past couple weeks and a lot of it has led to, since sports betting has become legal in a lot of states, the officiating has gone down the drain. So, Tyler, do you think there's some tampering going on? Between, you know, some of these refs are padding their pocketbook? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, when it comes to these big games, I feel like these refs are just taking over and they're controlling most of the game. And for the Kansas City Chiefs side, I think that, you know, on the defensive side, Chris Jones had a heck of a game. He had really had some timely sacks, especially that last drive that Cincinnati had. had that oh, sack Tony Romo really... was all over that. He was like, Chris Jones, oh. the pregame, he told me he regretted the two sacks he missed last year. And he's got the chance to end the season. Here we go, folks. And he gets these like, oh, my gosh, Chris Jones is the new Aaron Donald. I mean, it was losing his mind. It was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the offensive side, I got to give credit to MVS. I mean, he had a heck of a game. I mean, he really was a go-to target outside of Travis Kelsey. He really made some big catches Mm. uh, to really flip the field uh, for that Chiefs offense. Uh, But, yeah, you got to feel it uh, for the guy for Cincinnati, Osai. I mean, it was a 15-yard penalty. I mean, it was a little push. I always hate that. I mean, it's, if you're going to do a 15-yard yeah. penalty, especially in that moment, I mean, that pretty much won the Chiefs the game with that call. If you're going to call that, I mean, it has to be like way more of a push than it was. Uh, but I just hate the refs. I've always hated the refs uh, since the 2018 NFC Championship game. I always so, uh, definitely uh, Bengals fans. Welcome aboard. Getting screwed in a championship game. Well, let me let me tell you this. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably falling down and sliding into the bench, regardless if he touches him or not, because at that speed yeah. he was running on a bum ankle. I mean, his ankle was hurting already. Well, so. And and the guy's running. That's that's what I've always said. He's running. There's some momentum. Straight. So how is he going to stop? How can exactly. he stop? And he didn't even push him. You could tell he tried to like check up. And it's like, very loud in that stadium. So like you yeah. can't. You can't like hear a whistle or anything. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't yeah. Know. Like, I just I'm feel okay like you just... I'm okay with the call if he puts both of his hands on him and pushes him. I'm okay with the yeah. call. I think that he but when his that right forearm is just like yeah. on his back, and I mean, goes down. In I... the rule book, yes, it's a right call, but I just feel like they need to really treat this offseason. Look at that rule. Same with the rough in the past. The rough in the past has got 
really, really soft, uh, especially whenever Tom Brady gets hit. I feel like you just sneeze on him, and it's like, okay, we got to throw it on him. They sack well, Tom Brady. Well, there was probably was, roughing the passer that they missed on Toro down yeah. on the far end when he threw the They pick. missed a couple of block-in-the-backs um, holdings uh, yeah. on both teams, too. I yeah, mean, I mean, the block-in-the-back on the punt return by Sky yeah. Moore. What's, yeah, what set up that drive. Awful. I'm like, yeah. There was three of them, I think. I, there was three of them. Yeah, if that if that's called, they're starting at their own fifteen, not the fifty. It's probably they're going in overtime. It, they're not making it, it in thirty yeah. seconds. That's, I can tell it's you that. going in no. overtime. Jacobs parlay is cashing because Joe Burrow's throwing another touchdown, and the over is hitting most likely. It's, exactly. So, yeah. the the worst was in my mind was the non call on the roughing the passer, which I don't like roughing the passer calls. Like you said, Ty, they've been super soft, but he threw the ball. And then is watching the play, and then he just gets hit. Like you can make the call, you know, say, "Oh, momentum." Well, I think the late hit and the rough of the passer needs to be changed to he puts two hands on somebody and makes a push. It has to be a malicious like yeah. act. That was yeah. not nothing. He literally just pushed him down, and he, like, he and he didn't even have two hands on him. He had like a forearm. So if yeah. he's pushing him, then you call it. But like. I don't know. It's we can go back. And you just got to feel for the guy. I mean, he's like gonna have he's to live with that for old. the rest of the off season and going into yeah. next season. And then you so, got your own teammate, the linebacker, screaming yeah. at him. As a, yeah, that he did apologize. Laughing. I just saw something pop up on ESPN okay. that he's he like did. sorry for his action. So I mean, there yeah. was a lot of emotion. I mean, I would have been probably that way too. Yeah, just blaming so, the guy. Uh, but I do feel like uh, uh, a lot of his teammates did a really good job of having his back. Mm-hmm. My closing closing statement of it all is this is this is to Cincinnati for the Bengals. If you listen, you to might Cincinnati actually win the Jake. Super Bowl. You might win the Super to Bowl. Cincinnati Ooh. from the Bengals. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead. Please, it is offensive line. Go get an offensive line. That's all you need. You have everything you need. I mean, they do, but three of their line. starters were hurt. Yeah, They're I mean, awful. San Francisco and Cincinnati, learn this. Death at your most crucial positions. For Cincinnati, it's offensive line. For San Francisco, it's quarterbacks. Just <laughs> side Williams was people. out there, put freaking chokehold in a guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, put him in the WWE. He dragged that dude. <laughs> and how did he get ejected, too? He, the person that got pile driving into the ground, he got a check. I was like, "What is going on?" He did nothing. They just, they he were just throwing flags. He, 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 that I was, was another call out. that I did not get. Like, how the I, heck did I he couldn't get tell If his glove was stuck in like Debo Samuel's mask or something in his face mask, because they could, they like weren't separating, and it wasn't one of those where they're yelling at each other. It looked like they were like stuck, and then Trent Williams is like, "Oh hell no!" And just makes them <laughs> off. Get off him. And and that's a big dude. And you had uh, hello and goodbye yeah. to anyone that stands yeah. in John Cena's way. <laughs> yeah, that that was yeah. And then you got like George Kittle running up to like protect him, like trying to push him away, and <laughs> he's like, towering hey, over Kittle. Yeah, so yeah, I mean it was. I think we we got we were disappointed with the first game, but the second game definitely made up for it in terms of like the game, um, and it's going to be one heck of a Super Bowl. Uh, we'll yep. we'll get into like our preview uh, next week. I, don't I think know. it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I but don't know. 
we'll we'll get into our preview not, next week. You know what? I'll say it right now. I'm not gonna watch it. You're not gonna watch no, it. No, no, I'm not gonna watch it. Well, Number yeah, one, you are. We're having a watch party for it. Yeah. You're gonna be on here with us. Number one, I dislike Philly a lot. Just Philly in general. I I no thank you. I'm sorry. Well, then root uh, for the Chiefs. We'll get some just, live bets on the Chiefs. No, because I don't like Patrick Mahomes. No thanks. Um, Y'all can. Andy Reid eats too many cheeseburgers for my liking. Gives me indigestion. Um, I, I just I I don't like it. It's just. It's not a good enough Super Bowl for me. I I just I think I we're all think just heartbroken because we we love the Bengals. There just weren't the best two teams this year. I mean, maybe Philly's the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I but agree. The AFC but wise, Philly, yeah, AFC wise, uh, I don't think the Chiefs were the best team. It just they they got a gift when they ended up playing Jacksonville, and Jacksonville just wasn't wasn't up to par. Uh, that's if they play a different team. In the wild card, uh, or in the divisional series, I think we're we're talking different story. Well, we'll break it down next week. Um, but you know, the Eagles are a small favorite right now. I think it was like minus two. Was yeah, it was two spread. two and a half. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll shift as as the weeks go on. I think it's going to get bigger. Yeah, it's probably going mean, to close at four five four yeah four and a half. They uh, gave we'll it to see. him because Terry Bradshaw decided to ruin their ceremony, um, which I'm so happy about. I, I am happy that Terry Bradshaw made a fool out of himself and ruined their, their trophy presentation. I, that is fantastic. Well, you know who's not going to make a fool of himself? Is anybody playing in this flag football game we got going on next week for the Pro Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they should have just canceled it. I mean, I guess flag football would be kind of cool. There's really minimal risk of injury. That was a terrible. Segment, by the <laughs> I, way. I I don't know what to say <laughs> after that. Um, but the I mean, let's jump into the Pro Bowl real quick. I'm excited for the the skills competitions. I'm excited too. for the long drive to see some of these guys step up and see who can hit a golf ball the farthest. I think that'll be pretty cool. You know who my pick is? Who's that? Freaking DK Metcalf is gonna hit the living tar out of something. Like, can he hit? Can he hit a golf ball though? You know, I don't it's know. hard to make one fly straight. I'm going like if Josh Allen, if DK Metcalf or AJ Brown could hit a golf ball, if they can, it's going a long way. He's like, actually, my pick's gonna be Aaron Rodgers. We saw him in the match. He was driving it like 300 yards. I don't know how many guys in the NFL can hit one straight. Aaron Rodgers going to the tour. He's hanging up his football hat. Going yeah. to live. Aaron Rodgers would live. be the perfect candidate for live golf. Okay. Be right there with Phil Mickelson. That would bring so many eyes to live golf. Look, Aaron Rodgers, you need to talk to somebody. Get your people to talk to their people. I bet you they throw a bag at them. A couple, like probably $60, 70000000 million for a two, two-year contract. Just throw them on there. I mean, yeah. You know, you can pair them with one of those other teams like DJ where they – you know, just replace uh, uh, what's his name, Pat Perez, with Aaron Rodgers is probably the same skill set at, at this point because Pat's just done. He's just cashed in. He's like, I'll shoot eighty five every round. We're Pat gonna just win. drinks now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of just a Aaron, Aaron Rodgers to live golf. That's the way to go. 
Hey, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Live Golf, Pat McAfee has to be a commentator for Live Golf. Yes. Oh, yes. I'd, I'd watch oh, that. Oh, my gosh. That would be See, hilarious. I would be a fan of, of Live if they made that hire. What, what and if Rodgers went over there, too. Hire Pat McAfee. Uh, and there's a lot of politics involved. He may not want to do it considering who's backing the, the Live Golf Tour. But Aaron Rodgers to Live Golf, Pat McAfee to be the announcer. Dude, we're talking about like they're overtaking the PJ Tour at that point. It's not even a question in terms of viewership. <laughs> you telling me you wouldn't watch sleeveless Pat McAfee on the 18th green on a you know 54 holes? This is only 54 to win the the tournament. He would go ballistic. I would watch Pat McAfee commentate assisted living bocce ball. I mean, like there, there are some things like that. I don't care what it is. Pat McAfee is the commentator. Okay. I am. You need to do like top five sports commentators, right? Okay, let's do that right now. Top five sports commentators, right now. Go. Pat McAfee number one, RG three number two. I'm giving Tony Romo number three, Jim Nance <laughs> number four. I thought you just ragged on him for like 20 minutes. And you yeah, but he, he's he's very happy. He's he, very yeah. He's okay? I mean, he's very good. He's and very Kirk Herb Street number five. I used to hate Kirk Herb Street, but I, you know, I love, you him, love now. him now. Yeah, I hated him in NCAA 14. And my dude would throw a pick, and he's like, "Oh," or he'd drop an interception. Hey, <laughs> he was asking to play often in practice. <laughs> Go to Kirk Herb Street line in, in NCAA 14. But yeah, there's my five: McAfee, uh, RG3, Tony Romo, uh, Jim Nance, just because he's legendary, and Kirk Herbstreit. It's a pretty good list. Fletch, who you got? Oh, I, I've got great for you. Uh, one is probably Kirk Herbstreit for me. Two is Pat McAfee. Um, if Pat McAfee keeps it up, he'll be my new number one. Uh, number three is Joe Buck. I, yeah. I I love I love me some Joe Buck. It, it is it is. I great. think people have very different opinions of Joe Buck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't like him, but I'm I'm one of those like he has a like a really good baseball. Like he really yes. had some great World Series yes. calls. I mean, he is a great baseball guy. Um, Jim Nance is probably on that list for me as well. Um, just iconic. Um, Al Michaels, number six. Little, I, little I, back door on there. I don't know about Al Michaels. He's I'll getting out of his... put, Unfortunately, my number five is probably going to be Bob Costas. I just I, like <laughs> it's just like the old days of Bob Costas. Like it's just uh, there's some good ones. I, okay. I I don't know. There's certain people that I like that aren't commentators that talk, you know. But then there's people I just you, absolutely who's hate. The, Tyler, <clears> who's Steven the guy? That was on with uh, Greg McElroy, or what was it, Greg McElroy? They called all the they called LSU Bama. Oh, uh, or, what's his name? Joe Tessitore. He's the guy. He's that is a like the most dramatic. He, God, yeah. I hate that guy. I he's love him awful. when LSU's winning, but when they're losing, I hate him because he's like just <laughs> well, all over the two. Uh, I think he called two of the losses. Yeah, Tyler, who's your top five? I think. Uh, my first two has to be Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler. I feel like that's like the best duo, like every Saturday yeah. night. I think that Chris Fowler, it's like there's like one A and one B. Number three, I'm gonna go to the NBA is Mike Breen. I don't know, it's Bird. Not, not, not yes. Oh my god. Or Dickie B. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Yeah, Dickie V. You hate Dickie V. Don't lie. You know, <laughs> we yeah, all know yeah, you for, hate the, him. for all the for all the Will Wade stuff. Uh, number four is an up and coming guy. I like is uh, Joe Davis uh, of Fox. He's uh, pretty good. He's kind of taken over the Joe Buck. And I have number five as Joe Buck. I mean, I don't like I don't like hate the guy. I think he's a very good. Like the World Series calls, uh, that's whenever like he was his best. Well, dude, I swear, like Scott Van Pelt has a personal vendetta, like for Joe Buck. Like it is, yeah. it's awful. Like they're buddies, but they just absolutely rag on each other. And like Troy Aikman's like that little guy that like stands there and's like, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm just gonna sit here and laugh. Like it's one of those. Well, you know, speaking Kevin of Troy, Harlick is probably six for me. Like, yeah, he's like he's right cool. outside of yeah. it. Like I was listening to the the Philadelphia and San Francisco game on the uh, on the radio, and whenever Christian and then a Christian McCaffrey to the twenty to the ten five touchdown, Christian McCaffrey, he made like some like other one. I don't know if it was like one quote, but like I don't know, I forgot what it was. It was like I don't know, I can't remember it. It was pretty. Why? So so you mean to tell me Mike Tarico's not on your list at all? No. You know it was terrible. It was uh, a few weeks ago. Dude, the first, the first playoff game. It was like Tony Dungy and uh, oh, Tony geez. Dungy. who was he paired with? It was just like a snooze fest. It was bad. Brad Nessler. I, I, I hate was it, it because a, I don't know what who it was. It was Tony Dungy and somebody else. It was like no emotion. I remember they they had like a long touchdown run. Yeah, like, see, like whenever there's a big play, the you gotta show some emotion. You can't just be like, "Oh, they won the football game, and there they go on to the Super oh, Bowl." Oh, we missed a, we missed a legend. <laughs> we missed a legend, dude. Who? Vern Lundquist. Oh, uh, absolute legend, Vern Lundquist. John Madden. Anybody? John I mean, Madden. I guess we're talking about people nowadays, but yeah. Oh, um, I was saying as of now. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm not even gonna go through my most hated ones because I this will go on forever. <laughs> We're number one, Gary Danielson. Yes. No, my 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 absolute. Oh, we already most know yours is person in sports. The end is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> like it's it's oh. nobody else. <laughs> I Stephen thought you were gonna go with uh, Gus Johnson, but okay. Yeah, Gus Johnson is is a close second. They they both are awful. They suck. Like they might as well just get a prison cell together and just stay in there for the rest of their lives because I hate them so much. I don't want to hear another word come out of their mouth. Well, you know what you can do is you can get you some Eagles or Chiefs gear over at Fanatics. You use our link fanatics.n3. I messed that up. Rewind. Fanatics.93n6tx.net slash sports scramble. Head on over there. You got AFC and NFC Championship gear live now, and then you can be be there lurking if you're feeling confident for the Super Bowl. Get some Super Bowl gear, you know, Eagles and Chiefs. One of them's gonna win it. It's like a, it's like I mean, gambling. If you, want, if you want an Eagles, like if you want Eagles merch, it's it basically is prison gear. I don't know. It's it's the same thing. Butch hates there goes all our Eagle fans. I, yeah, there goes our Eagles <laughs> listenership. I, it's, it's, it's prison around. We might have lost a lot of Chiefs fans, too, since all of us picked the Bengals. They're yeah, probably well, going to roast us now. I, it's okay. I, there's, hey, not many, there's not that many people in Kansas City anyways. If you if you want a Bengals jersey, you could probably get it for pretty cheap right now. So head on over to our Fanatics link. Support the show. Fanatics.93n6tx.net. Slash sports scramble, help your boys out. Um, we could go forever for football, but 
we, we got to talk about the the disgrace that is the Memphis Grizzlies. No, the the actually the New Orleans Pelicans. The Grizzlies snapped their losing streak. The Pelicans. <laughs> They're not that have, big of a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, have fallen from the number one seed in the Western Conference to the playing game. Tyler, you're at all the home games. You're working for them. Are you going to suit up next for the Pelicans to get us a dub? Uh, I might have to. Uh, I mean, it's just a brutal stretch uh, that they're going through. I mean, they're not playing like some cupcake teams in the NBA. They're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but, I mean, they couldn't even beat uh, the Wizards as well. And if you are not ever entitled to the, to the NBA, the Pelicans are on an eight-game losing streak. And the main problem is was that uh, losing Zion and losing Brandon Ingram. And if you're, if you're mm. a fan of any New Orleans team, this is not really a, a thing new to you. It feels like every season, whether football or basketball, there's always at least one of our super hurt every year. We can't have every, every, like a 82 can't game stretch nice. where every so can't have everything nice. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It was, it's definitely a fall from grace. Uh, hopefully, the boys uh, can get it going here, uh, especially after the All Star break. Uh, definitely don't want to be in the play in again. Definitely want to get to that at least uh, six seed. Uh, you're not too far of it, uh, but you're also a game ahead of everybody below you. The 11 seed, so you definitely don't want to get too far behind and, and miss the playoffs completely. You know, Fletch. my first initial, my first initial thought, Chet. You know, you said uh, Tyler shooting up for the Pelicans. My first initial <laughs> thought was Tyler's going to be the second rendition of Bow Wow in Like Mike. Yes, um, <laughs> like oh that was like we're going to get a cornrows like, somehow, and an he's immediate thought, like absolutely, like Tyler just lace them up like some Zion ones and well. Get out we've there and sat, dunking like Zion. We've sat courtside before, so this time he'll just be in a jersey. But your Grizzlies have snapped their five-game losing streak last night with a with a twelve-point win over the Pacers. Are things looking up for the old Grizz? I think so. It's getting guys back healthy. Um, had a lot of problems. I mean, the name of the game Steven, right now. Yeah, think. Steven. Yeah, Steven Adams is out for the foreseeable future. Uh, boo with his PCL strain. Which is bad on the rebounding side of things, but um, as far as just scoring the, goes, just give Jaw the ball. He'll yeah, figure it I mean, out. As, well, as far as scoring goes, I think <laughs> if you're watching last it's night, it's moved around really well. There's there's a lot of scoring opportunities around for all the guys, and I think the Grizzlies are the perfect example of a team with a lot of role players and guys just know their role and they do the role and they yep. and they win games. I mean, I think that the Grizzlies have a chance to win the Western Conference, like be the first number one seed in the Western conference at the start of the playoffs. I think it's totally possible if they stay healthy. Um, so I, I just think that I think the nuggets, you know, they are a team that runs through Nikola Jokic. I mean, if Jokic doesn't play, they don't win. I mean, it's one of those uh, kind of like Giannis with the bucks. It, it's the same thing. If he doesn't play, they don't win. Uh, LeBron with the Lakers. If he doesn't play, they don't win. I mean, they don't win when he plays. Yeah, they don't win when he plays either. I mean, it's just um, – I, I think there are teams that are the, – the good teams with role players are going to make it there. I mean, the Warriors aren't – like, they're good, and the reason they won championships aren't just because of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. It's also because they had good role players come off the bench. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, young coaches are coming in and creating good all-around teams – uh, to compete for titles, and I and I and I'm enjoying it. So we we mentioned LeBron. We had the uh, the oh, blatant God. missed call 
shooting oh, God. It was in overtime. Did the Lakers end up winning that game in overtime? No, no the no, Celtics no. won. Yeah. Well, my well, thing then- was it went to overtime. You had a chance to win it, and you still pouted like the rest of the time. Like it was one yeah. of those things where it's like, well, even if LeBron ends up making that layup, I still think there's time for the Celtics to score. It's just like really. And then the best move of it all was Patrick Beverly walking over with a $3,000 camera to put it in the official's face and say, look, dude, he was fouled, and then tease him up immediately. Like, yeah. he teed him up. I would have just tossed him at that point. I would have said, look, you don't do anything for this team. You just sit there and run your mouth. See you later. It was just, yeah, that yeah. that was a bold move by Pat Beverly, but if yeah. anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. It's Beverly. I hate that guy. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of LeBron, we've got – I got a little tidbit for y'all. Top 10 NIL deals. Bronny James, number one in the country, high school and college, at $7.5 million. Dude's not not even signed. He's not even signed in college yet. $7.5 million is what he's making as a high school student. That's crazy. Is he actually going to go to college? He needs to donate. Or is he just going to go straight to the NBA? Well, he's got to go to college. Or he's got to go somewhere. I think Ohio he probably State, plays, here he comes. I think he plays a year and then he's Bruh. gone. Yeah. If he goes to Ohio State, it doesn't make a lick of that's where he's going. He's stuck. <laughs> They're awful. That's where he's no. going. Like number, just... can y'all guess number two on the top ten NIL one hundred? Also, someone who has not. Well, I guess he's started college, but has not played it down yet. His oh, so it's football. Yes, it is Arch Manning. You are correct. Mm, 3.7 million. <laughs> Bronny James is making double what Arch Manning is making. And well, both of those goes, guys. Money goes a little farther in Texas than it does. Yeah. It, he's going to pass him. <laughs> he's going to pass him yeah. well, the next couple great, of years. What's crazy is both those guys are getting that much money based solely on their last names. I mean, they haven't yep. played in college yet. Um, number three, three and four, they both have the same last name. You got Mikey Williams at three, playing for the Memphis uh, Tigers, three and a half million, and Caleb Williams at four, three point two million. Then we got our girl. We mentioned her a few weeks ago, Livy Dunn, three point two million over at LSU. Um, she's gonna outpace everybody. Like there oh, is totally. She totally. has to yeah. outpace everybody. Maybe besides like Bronny James, just because it's LeBron's kid. Well, if he goes um, to Ohio State, then he'll outpace her. Then she'll yeah. outpace. Her. I think feel like Arch Man is gonna be number one by the time that list. Really? Yeah. Nah, I think if he's going to get a Lamborghini deal like Bijan Robinson got. (laughs) Well, yeah, and then he'll get it stolen from him, kind of like you know, a lot of people do. (laughs) They get their Um, stolen from. At number six, we got Shadur Sanders. Uh, what's his name? Son, Uh, Deion's son. What? And it drops off too. Be on the namesake. Three point two million at Livy Dunn to one point six at Sanders. It like cuts in half. Oh, it hurts so much. He's, he's, oh, man, only million. one million. <laughs> <laughs> he's making the same amount of money as Marvin Harrison Jr. is at 1.6. And then you got, what school is this? Hansel Emanuel. 1.5. I don't even know this logo. Wait, what? Let me see this. Show yeah, us the logo. Let's camera. see if we can guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, what I'll, number I'll, is I'll, it? I'll, I'll text it to y'all. Uh, it's not. This better not be in the... This better not be like the like the most one of the more known colleges. You know, I've even seen it, but I can't remember the name. Of it. Duquesne. 
Which <laughs> one is it? Number eight. That's uh, Northwestern State's uh, logo. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money for someone playing in Northwestern State. Yeah, in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Like, how the heck is he making that much that money in that little That's town? The, it, Northwestern State is in Northwestern Louisiana? Yeah, it's some... Oh, my gosh. No name. Yeah, Natchitoches, Louisiana. It's in, literally in the middle of nowhere. $1.5 to go I get Suni Lee's on there. I mean, she was in the Olympics, so I mean, I bet yeah. she's getting, like, still Olympic. And then Drake May doesn't really surprise me either. Drake May at 1.3 is a bit odd. Like, I thought yeah. there would be a lot more people in front of Drake May, like, yeah. at 1.3. Uh, that's kind of weird to me. Oh, Mikey Sean Williams Booty could have been up there if he, uh, <laughs> you know. I'm shocked that Mikey Williams is going with three. Yeah, the big G can't get one of our players on this list. <laughs> I bet you Jade Daniels is going to be pretty high next year if he balls out like we all think. Especially he if he wins the Heisman. Imagine if, just imagine if Joe Burrow was. was oh my oh gosh, my he would. He would have. This oh he would have broke the NIL record. People yeah. from every company Car- would have. Cartier, done deal. Cigar companies, done deal. Every company in Baton Rouge would have been all over him. Every company in Ohio would have been all. I mean, it would have been insane. Probably over ten million, easy. Um, speaking of LSU, we got women's basketball. Tyler, did they win? Did they beat Tennessee? We got the dub, seventy six, sixty eight. Number three team in the country, baby. They take on South Carolina next Monday. Is that right? Yeah, I believe it's uh, next week. They got Texas A and M, and then I believe it's the the twelfth. So I think it's either it's got to be the Sunday game that they have against South Carolina. They're playing. So, I don't know. Super Bowl Sunday. They might be the day after then. I don't know if they're gonna, no they would compete with the soup. I don't know. Talk so I can look it up. Uh, the twelfth is a Super Bowl Sunday. That's. I think they play on Saturday. I don't know. Well, Just they, keep talking. I'm gonna look. Well, they play the morning of the Super Bowl. Well, they don't play the Monday. Let's see here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got the two of the top. Who's number one in the country? Is it South Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina is one. Stanford is number two in the country. Yeah, LSU's three. They actually play, yeah, they play on Sunday, the Super Bowl Sunday, but they're going to play at one o'clock. So it'll be like a little bit out. Dang, I was wishing it was at the same time. And hey, speaking of the Super Bowl, we did mention earlier, we're we're tossing around the idea of a live watch party. So we'll throw some stuff up on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you're following us at Sports Channel 4 to get notified of that. And. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get notified when we go live. Sports Channel Podcast on YouTube. Than the national championship. It's opposite on my screen, Jacob. It's down there. It's it's, it's yeah. over here for me. Yeah. But. So yeah, hopefully we have a much better game than our national championship live live watch party. But hey, we had a ton of people in there, so appreciate yeah. all the fans coming out. Um, you know what? Live watch party brought to you by our friends at Yeti. We'll go ahead and throw them out there. Yeti, free order, free shipping on orders, $50 and up. Stock up on coolers, drinkware, and luggage. Durable enough for any adventure, like an adventure to Arizona for the Super Bowl. Who knows? Go to yetius.pxf.io. I'm spending 5000 for uh, nosebleeds. Yes. Now just get out halfway and go back. Just turn around. <laughs> Yetius.pxf.io slash scramble. Spend your $5,000 on Yeti coolers, not Super Bowl tickets. There's uh, a lot of Yeti coolers, man. There's a lot of Yeti coolers. <laughs> well, it depends on the size of your cooler, but um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll throw together a little watch party. We're actually, you know, we're going to be 
Wade's going to be racing home from his bachelor trip. Uh, I'm he won't be racing table. home anymore now that the Bengals are out. That's true. Yeah, I don't think he'll be joining us for a watch party, but you'll have the three of us. You'll have the true scramble and Wade Ooh, may tune that's in gonna, out. He's yeah. Wow, that's I'm, rough. I'm our host is taking now. shots at our, our yeah. co-host. No, he's sending to a family matter right now, so I don't don't want to take too much. He's not even on here in your bathroom. You got the St. Patrick's trio, baby, all the way back to high Let's school. Let's go. <laughs> Shoot, elementary school for me and Fudge. Elementary school for me and um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll put that on on Twitter. We'll have our friends over at Belly Up Media throw it out. Student, tune in for the Belly Up pregame show. I know they got a pretty pretty big watch yep. party going on um, over at Belly Up Sports. Uh, last thing I got for y'all tonight: TMZ Sports segment of the week, and that's brought to you by our friends at Piper Golf. Pipe your drives with Piper Golf balls. Head on over to Piper Golf. You can go to our Sports Scramble link, or you can use Sports Scramble Ten. For 10% off tour quality balls at a non-tour quality price. I've got some balls coming out to Wade for his bachelor party. We'll see if he can hit them straight. Uh, if he can, then everybody needs to buy them. That's yeah, we need some shot video proof Sorry. of this. Sorry, Wade. I just keep taking shots at him. Just not even like on purpose. So, <laughs> But yeah, we'll get some videos, some TikToks made of Wade with the Piper golf balls. Um, TMZ Sports have Center. Model. Yeah, we'll have them model. We'll get them, we'll get them all dappered up. Uh, this is someone that was piping stuff, and he was piping drinks. Mr. Stetson Bennett made his way on down to Dallas, and he was arrested for public intoxication, which, let's be real, everybody's been in college. Everybody's been drunk in public. Not a huge deal. It's a small little like misdemeanor, like slap on the wrist type of deal. Um, but the thing that was the funniest was the memes that came out of it. It said, he went down to Dallas because he wanted more TCU, but the cops covered him better than TCU's defense could. So, oh my gosh, Stetson Bennett is taking over Dallas right now. His uh, he he was still drunk the next morning when they released him from the from the county jail. He was stumbling out of, out of the uh, out, out of the door. So the funniest it. thing, whenever uh, last, after last year's national championship game, he had an interview the next morning on Good Morning so America, hungry. and this man was in another planet. <laughs> He yeah. didn't know where he was. <laughs> so hungover. So, um, oh, I almost, I almost forgot about it. Dog of the week. The most important part. I can't believe I almost forgot about dog of the week. So they would have to fire the... you if you didn't even I, bring it up. I, I was just so excited, ragging on Wade. I forgot about dog of the week. Let's hit the graphic. <laughs> Wade is our dog of the week. So, dog of the week. Butch, we'll let you start it off. Who you got? Uh, so I'm going to go with my guy from the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going John Morant. Uh, second consecutive game with a triple-double. Leading the way with 27-15-12, and 12, uh, which is a crazy stat line. That's 27 points, 15 assists, and 12 rebounds. Uh, that's a great great performance for him anytime jaws in the double double area memphis is generally getting a win uh no just fantastic performance and if he keeps it up and stays healthy uh no doubt i think he can be i think he can be the mvp um it'll go to lebron don't kid yourself oh gosh don't ever say lebron no lebron (laughs) no chance it probably if anybody has a chance, it's Jokic to win it for three years in a row. Like, yeah, really, that's about it. Yeah, but uh, uh, go ahead. yeah, I, I just think 
fantastic season. The offense runs through John Morant. Um, so he has to stay healthy for Memphis to make a NBA Finals run. Tyler, who you got, dog of the week? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the NBA. I hate to do this to my pals, uh, but Giannis went off uh, against the shorthanded uh, Pelicans team. No B.I., no C.J. last night. And Giannis put up a 50-burger on us, uh, 13 rebounds to go along with that. That was his second uh, 50-point outing uh, of the season. So the Greek freak is my dog of the week. Well, it's not hard when you have 18 points in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mine, uh, there's going to be a lot of golf dog, dogs of the week for me. Um, like I said, since our show last week was so close to this one, it was on Thursday, um, my parlay hit for the same tournament. And it's it's my man, Max Homa. The dude like wasn't even talked about before the last day. You got uh, Sam Ryder had the lead all week with John Rahm nipping at his heels. All of a sudden, Max Homa birdies like six of the last or six of his first seven holes on Saturday, and all he, he's sitting in second place, and he's just hunting this man down, Sam Ryder. I mean, you would think after you had a kid, you become a little more soft. Max Homa had a kid. All he does is win. He's a cold-blooded assassin on the back nine. He's won six tournaments in his career. Five of those wins have come in the past 23 months, tied second or tied most with Roy McIlroy, who's the number one player in the world. So Max Homa, he was five shots down, ended up winning by, I think, one shot. And then uh, my dog of the week last week was uh, Ricky Fowler. He ended up finishing, like, top five. He made the cut on the cut line and then finishes top five. Like I like I mean, how, all, all I like how Ricky Fowler making the top five as a dog of the week because Ricky can't get any higher than top five. Like, it's yeah. just like there's no That's hope what I for said Ricky. last week. Can't get yeah. over like, the hump, but hopefully there are this year. busts in every single sport, and Ricky Fowler is the biggest PGA I don't know, man. Tour bust. He's got he's got a new swing coach. He's got a new a new swing. He made the cut, made me some money. Feeling good on Ricky this week. We're uh, Fush. We'll have to get you involved in our cut bet that me and Wade have been doing. Yeah, that's where the money's being made at. Is golf? Yeah. We gotta quit doing this. This football crap, okay? Because we can't no, pick no, football games. Well, the waste management's coming up, and uh, I, I definitely want to get into that. Yeah, so, I mean, to betting the cut lines, you pick four guys, parlay them together, and maybe throw in like a, you know, don't put this in your parlay, but throw in like a top five or a top ten. If you you do some research, it's 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 usually pretty profitable. So, those are our dog of the week. Um, that kind of end, ends the show until Wade just texted me and said, what if LeBron signed his own son to an NIL deal, and that's why he's so much higher than everybody else? So think about that one. Let that one float around your brain this this uh, week coming forward. We don't have football next weekend. We got the Pro Bowl. Uh, so we'll preview the yeah, – yeah, right. We'll, preview, <laughs> we'll, we'll recap the flag football game. Yeah, that sounds fun. We'll and see if Mac Super Jones Bowl. is going to make it even a worse gritty this, this upcoming weekend than it was <laughs> last year. Yeah, uh, we'll preview the Super Super Bowl on next week's show, and uh, it's almost college baseball season, guys. I think the four of us are just absolutely pumped about that. I'm excited for our LSU Tigers, Tyler. They're going to be something else this year. I mean, Futch is an honorary LSU fan, so I guess he can claim them. Uh, but I'm excited for college baseball season. We're going to have some fun talking about that. Uh, we'll have some fun things coming out, because I'm sure you are going to go to tons of games. Um yep. But, I mean, that's all, that's all I got this week. Y'all got anything else, guys? Yeah, no, um, really 
really home on that. Yeah, I'm excited for the opening day of college baseball season. Uh, LSU, a lot of expectations, a lot of talent on the team. We'll see. I mean, hardly every team, you know, were preseason number one. We saw Ole Miss, they were preseason number one, uh, and they went on that run at the end of the year. So definitely excited for that uh, and definitely a huge win tonight uh, by the Lady Tigers in front of a hostile crowd, uh, 15,000 plus uh, in an all wide out game. So congratulations, Kim Mulkey. Hopefully uh, they can keep on trucking and, and you know, compete uh, hopefully for a national championship this year. Let's hope so. Fletch, anything on your end? Uh, yep, I'm getting ready to put my tinfoil hat on and get ready for March Madness basketball. I have so hey. many theories on who is going to lose in round one. So we'll have to hold on to that and see what happens. But, yes, I'm getting ready to put my tinfoil hat on. There and, we go. Uh, get ready for some hoops. March is coming up soon. So, as always, Sports Scramble. We haven't been doing live shows lately. We've just been kind of hopping on here when we can. But the podcast is uploaded on Tuesday as well as the YouTube video. So if, you're, if you want to catch us as soon as we upload it, 7 a.m. Tuesday morning, you can be the first listener. College football coast to coast Monday afternoons. And once SEC football returns, we'll have SEC talk back on Tuesday nights. Uh, That's all I got, guys. Y'all have a good weekend. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope y'all have a good one.